those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Welcome back, everybody. This is a Room Tone, the radio show, and I'm Roger, your host here on 100.5 FM Cop Radio. We're about to head dive right into it because today in the booth we have a couple of extremely fascinating and charismatic guests talking about the series of events happening next week. We have a tickets giveaway. We have a, a whole of a chat ahead uh, going from the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival to the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival to the Celluloid Social Club and so much more. So everybody, please welcome here Paul Armstrong and Christine Song. How are you guys doing? Very good, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here, and I can't wait to just uh, talk a bit more about all these festivals and the history of all these film festivals, because there is really quite a lot going on there. So before we get in there, let me ask you, who are you guys? Christine? Okay, my name is Christine, graduate from Micro Film School, studying in uh, business entertainment business management. And I started Vancouver Chinese Film Festival seven years ago. So the first Vancouver Chinese Film Festival start, start up uh, in the year 2013 and then uh, we bring up Chinese filmmakers and Chinese films in town every year every summer and then for the Canadian filmmaker and Chinese filmmaker to build up relationships and then corporations wonderful that sounds amazing to me and we're actually gonna hear more about uh, looking China how how you're taking uh, uh, Canadian filmmakers to China and uh, make documentaries there and we're gonna hear a bit more about that too now let me go to Paul because, Paul, we have quite a lot going on here. Yeah, I'm involved in the indie film scene in Vancouver. I've been involved for over 20 years. I started the Celluloid Social Club in 1997, a monthly screening of short films. So I program and produce that. I also am the co-executive director of Crazy Eights, one of the leading film competitions for short film in Vancouver. And I'm also an independent film producer as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, uh, what a great news about Cool Daddy, your feature documentary, uh, mm-hmm. actually screening on August 23rd on the documentary channel. How That's about right. that? What's the story behind that? Well, the story is uh, someone approached me in 2015 that knew me through the Celluloid Social Club about uh, um, a sort of a well-known local jazz singer in town, Kenny Coleman, that he wanted to do a documentary about. And so I pitched it to Roger Larry, and he liked the idea. And uh, changed the idea somewhat to make it uh, a father-son story about uh, Kenny Coleman and his son Chase Coleman who also wants to become a jazz singer but the father's saying stay in your day job don't go to showbiz you end up uh, broke like me so basically uh, we started doing a demo reel and then we pitched it to CBC and it got picked up and uh, we filmed it for a couple years and now it's gonna be on the documentary channel isn't that a wonderful story right there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds so beautiful, almost like a fairy tale right there. I love it. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. I love that for sure. Now let's get to the let's get to the beef because right here we have so many events happening and we have a tickets giveaway. And um, I want to ask you first, of course, mm-hmm. Christine. Yes, you're here. Yes, I'm and here. And you founded the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival and the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival. Yes. And here you are now, and you look at them grow. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel 
satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that for sure. Oh, it's actually. Well, I started the Chinese film make uh, the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival. Originally, it was just for the Chinese、um, local community because I feel like, like people like my mom, my parent. Parents who don't speak English and they they hardly go to the theater, and then there's actually no Chinese films in town. And then、um, we first started the film festival, collaborated with the Beijing College Student Film Festival. So we have their、um, the conference venue in Canada. So we host host the conference ready、uh, conference venue, and we have two Chinese feature film screen that summer, and which brings a lot of people. Tear out, so homesick, and in in our um in another country, view the uh the movie in their own language, and see the they get to see the countryside, they get to see their hometown, and then yeah, that was the first one, and I realized oh this this could be maybe a great event, and I should bring it up every year, and um. On the third year, we bring Paul and our Canadian team team to Canada, shooting the Looking China documentary program, and then、um, to China. We, to, 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 to China, yeah. And we have、um, since then we have the Canadian filmmakers getting involved, and now it's not only for Chinese community; it's for everybody. So this is really Canada and China coming together through film, isn't that another wonderful story? Because Christine,、mm-hmm. as you said, you know it's almost like giving back to the Chinese community here in Vancouver,、mm-hmm. taking them back、uh, home, taking them taking them back to 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 what that what that feeling is, right? Yeah.、And、that's the power of cinema too.、And、talking about the power of cinema, Paul here is also、um, the 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 big pro- the executive producer of Crazy Eights, and、uh, many of those Crazy Eights films are actually going to be screening、uh, around、uh, in this week. Uh, throughout the different festivals, now one big event that's been running for a really long time is the Celluloid Social Club. I want to hear more about、uh, that, man. Come on, come on. There is so much there. Well,、uh, I used to work at the Vancouver Film School, where I started showing student films, and then that switched to、uh, indie films, and then、uh, eventually I left the school and then I、uh, continued on screening short films, and that morphed eventually into the Celluloid Social Club, which I've been running since November 1997, if you can believe it. And so every month or every couple months, we show short films.、Um, And get the filmmakers out and do Q and As, and、uh, we get special guests. One time, Robin Williams even dropped by and brought a film to screen.、Uh, so yeah, we often get special guests, and we have one actually next week, August the fourteenth. Our special guest is going to be Sheldon Larry, who is a four-time Emmy-nominated director. He's Canadian, lives in LA. He's coming up for the Chinese Film Festival, and he's going to be.、Uh, Also, also our special guest that night at the Celluloid Social Club. We're going to be showing one of his films, and we're showing more of his films at the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival, as well.、Um, so most of the films I screen at the Celluloid are、uh, Vancouver films, but also international ones, including some Chinese ones next week. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. What an interesting melting pot! Really reaching out to all the colors、mm-hmm. of the color wheel now.、Mm-hmm. Before we step even deeper into the dynamics of this wonderful、uh, combination of events, we have both galas, we have、uh, mm-hmm. science world, everything. So much is involved. Really, I want to ask you, how were you all inspired to begin organizing all of these events? Well, Christine started well, it originally. Yeah. Let her speak to that. Oh, I'm always passionate in film. That's why I chose to study film, and then I.、Um, I work in a、uh, in a film studio called Front Street in Burnaby, 
and uh, had a couple of um, experience and then I realized there is like it's the filmmaking concept is way different and then I want to share I really want to share and I want to helping more people to um, to realize about the North American film industry yeah so um, well film festival is that is um, we are all, always doing the film festival our vision is to focus on the youth filmmakers so that's why um, I want them to keep the dream up to follow their dreams and then um, to bring them up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so focusing on youth giving a chance to youth to exhibit their work and mm-hmm. explore the, the craft and yes. so that's where it really becomes crucial you know Vancouver really needs a film festival like that mm-hmm. that inspires and, and, and grows you know lets the flowers blo- uh, blossom and, and get yes. out there and um, I want to I wanna explore actually what it means for the young filmmakers to participate to a, f- to a film festival like this where they get to exhibit their work do you have any specific story in mind any story any moment uh, that you want to share related to the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival well Paul um, well I think there's no shortage in Vancouver for people to show their their films um, but I think this is another way of highlighting it having a festival devoted just to them um, so it can only help as they also make contacts with uh, Chinese filmmakers. Uh, there'll be a lot of Chinese filmmakers over from China at the screening as well, so there'll be a good chance for them to network and maybe collaborate eventually on projects together. So it's just uh, another way of them making more contacts in the industry as well through the festival's uh, exposure they get to uh, international filmmakers. Yeah, and also um, I realized that some of the um my classmates who cannot who had like a dream in, in the film and who cannot follow the dream just because of because of um like many many reasons so i feel really sad and then i really really want encourage people if you don't ha- if you do have a dream so just follow the dream and then our um slogan of the film festival is um is, um, What's the slogan? Yeah, right now, we want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, vision, creation, inspiration, and a mission. Vision, creation. Mission, uh, <laughs> yeah. Vision, uh, creation, vision mission and inspiration there you go that's five keywords right there for the vancouver international youth film festival that returns back in vancouver on august 9th until all the way to august 16th so this is a a long week filled with events what are some of those events what is it that really fills up this sandwich well, we do have a whole bunch of our film screening during the week at a VFS, Vancouver Film School. And then we have um, panels. Uh, we have special guests uh, like uh, Sheldon Larry and uh, some of the Chinese filmmakers and also professors from uh, Chinese universities who teach school as well as the Vancouver uh, Film School instructors. So we do have uh, these people, uh, spe- spe- special speakers. And also we have a cruise boat night, like cocktail party, like fun on the, in, on the cruise and uh, on August the 13th. And we're going to visit the film film commission on August fifteenth, which is Thursday. So there's a big gala closing. in Victoria. Uh, Victoria, I'm sorry. All the way to Victoria. So mm-hmm. uh, taking everybody to Victoria. And 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 Paul, you know, how do you guys get to sit down and visualize all of this? I'm gonna say, oh yeah, this day we're gonna do a boat cruise. Oh yeah, this day we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna do that. How does that happen? 
Well, Christine's been planning that part out. Well, <laughs> to me, it's just it's tough. Everything's tough, and it's so hard. So, I um, what what I can do is try to prepare a huge stage for the filmmakers who are going to participate in the film festival. So, as long as the film festival starts, and then my work is done. So it's all it's the stage for them, and then there the flowers going to bloom on the stage mm-hmm. yeah, during the film festival. So we have a lot of work here preparing for the event, and then the event is really when uh, when uh, when things happen. Mm-hmm. And then you know uh, we got to thank people like like both of you and Christine and Paul just working hard and putting all the tools out there <laughs> so that the filmmakers can get to use them. That's wonderful right there. And then it's also the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival yeah. um, from August 11th all the way to the 16th. Mm-hmm. And what's filling up that sandwich right there? Well, we actually have a, a, some overlapping programs because we're the schedule the same. And then just like the crossbow and the panel, some of the events we do overlap. And then to build up the connections to Canadian filmmakers and Chinese filmmakers. And then we do have a big event on August 15th, uh, August 16th, which is a Friday. So we do have our uh, Maple Leaf Award Night. So uh, it's one of the biggest day of the Chinese film festival. We're giving awards. So who will be the winners? <laughs> That's yeah. a good question. Who will be the winner of the Maple Leaf Award at the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival? Everybody pin your thoughts because we have a tickets giveaway for both the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival and the Vancouver yes. International Youth Film Festival. And uh, I want to make sure that I get all of this through the mic because it's a great opportunity. Two tickets for each event, two tickets for an event tomorrow at 6 p.m. Uh, at, for the Vancouver Youth, International Youth Film Festival at 151 West Cordoba at VFS. And what's going to be happening there, Paul? We're going to be showing short films from Vancouver and from China together and then having a Q&A with the filmmakers. There'll be a little reception beforehand for people to meet each other and then show the films and uh, have a Q&A with the filmmakers and then people can mingle afterwards and connect. What a great opportunity to connect with filmmakers and just get to watch and explore and network. So actually, what do you have to do to, to get this ticket? Just send an email at listen to roomtone at gmail.com or just uh, uh, shoot a message through Facebook on the Roomtone Radio Show Facebook page and uh, uh, just ask for those tickets. Just ask for them. And the first one is going to ask for them. Ooh, that's it. That's where they're going. Two tickets. Mm-hmm. They're going to fly away mm-hmm. soon, so get ready for that. And... We got another tickets giveaway for the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival, but we're going to leave it for later on in the episode. I don't want to give it all out mm. right away. We're going to keep it keep it there mm. for a little while. And um, and uh, we're going to fade. I want to step right into it more uh, talking about Looking China and how that idea came to life. Christine, you're taking nine Canadian filmmakers to China to shoot a documentary. Yeah, well, it was actually a uh, program running under the North, um, North uh, Beijing Normal University. And then uh, they have a program uh, looking for the world filmmakers going to China, different countries, over a thousand universities going to China to explain and then explore and investigate the Chinese culture. So um, I used to be the Canadian representative. So the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival used to be the Canadian representative for the past two years. And then now we have Paul to bring nine filmmakers going back to China. So we explored uh, the Jilin province, which is in Northeast China, and also Lanzhou in South, in the Southwest China. So complete different, different area and different culture. Mm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a wonderful opportunity out there? How can filmmakers actually get to connect if they want to explore the opportunity and join you on this trip? 
they got a pitch, right? Did they get a pitch? They <laughs> submit their resumes, and like, Paul did the main interview, and then we finally pick up like five out of out of maybe twenty per 20, year yeah. applying. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. So twenty per, and then how many actually go for the trip? Uh, in the first year, it was five, and in the second year, it was four. Uh huh. So nine altogether over the two years. I see. And uh, and then we made nine short ten-minute documentaries that screened over there and uh, and screened here at the festival, and we'll be screening a few of those this year as well. What a tasty opportunity for oh, yeah. filmmakers out there! Oh, it was amazing. Who? What do they have to do if they want to right now apply for this? What do they do? Um, well, we're not running it through the festival this year, but uh, they can just Google Looking China, where they can see the past films and then see how to apply there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's just happened recently over the summer, so they can't apply for this year. Oh, but I they see. Can look up the site Looking China to see in the future how to apply. We'll put the, the link into the description of this podcast as well just mm-hmm. making sure that uh, they can also get to explore for next year because mm-hmm. uh, it, it is happening. Is it going to happen next year as well? Yeah. It's, uh, it's happening every year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Then there you go. This is an annual uh, annual routine right there. What a great uh, opportunity right there. Wow. We are chatting. We have so much to, to talk about here in the booth and uh, I think it's time to actually take a little break. Uh-huh. We've been talking quite a lot, and I want to thank you for joining me here. And we're going to take a little break, just take a little breath uh, with an amazing song. This is an incredible track, very tasteful track from an artist called Yasmin Lacey. Everybody, this is Still. Enjoy. You said those perfect things to me. I saw the man. I love things to dark a lot. Your deepest in your tempting eyes I fell out You say that love is all there is It's fading out It's fading I love you still 
Welcome back, everybody. This is Room Tone, the radio show. Wow, what a tasteful track right there from Yasmin Lacey. This is a still. And we're going to head dive right back into the world of movies, filmmaking, films on Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I can't wait to introduce back to all of you guys, Christine Song and Paul Armstrong, talking about the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival, Vancouver International Youth Film Festival, and so much more. Where did that track take you guys? Uh, we're in a relaxed space. <laughs> Maybe calm down. Calm down. Why not calm down? Why not let the let the day flow? You know. But somehow, also with the amount of work that you guys do to put these events together, you can't let the day flow. You gotta work hard. You gotta make it happen. So, what's your balance actually between your work and your and your life? For me, it's going to films and reading. So, it's a, which I don't want to call escape, but it's definitely uh, taking me out of myself and. I'm focused on where I can just immerse myself in a story which is of course why we're all doing what we're doing anyway is to uh, create stories and have people immersed mm-hmm. in them so that's how I then mm-hmm. in turn find my my peace is then getting immersed in other people's stories by going to a movie and I do actually go to movies when I watch movies I don't just watch them on Netflix or online I like old school going to the movie theater <laughs> watching them on the big screen because I'm forced just to watch the film and not not be distracted by other things, not work on my computer while I'm watching a movie. I'm just forced to watch the movie. And, and uh, I especially experienced that last week when I went to the opening of Tarantino's new film, The uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where I felt like I was right back in the uh, the 60s after watching that oh, for yeah. three hours on the big screen. There you go. What do yeah. you think about that movie? Christine, did you just watch that movie? I plan to, but I was just so busy. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it definitely after the film festival. Uh-huh. Yeah, I actually saw it, the... Uh, well, I, I actually, I was at the Cannes Film Festival this year, and I wanted to go to the premiere there, but I couldn't get a ticket, but I saw them going up the red carpet, so I saw oh. Brad Pitt and Tarantino and DiCaprio on the red carpet for that wow. in Cannes in uh-huh. May. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. Paul flying around, yeah. traveling, making it happen. What yeah. do you think about the actual movie? Uh, some people say it didn't have enough storyline, but for me, it didn't need it. It was an uh, immersive experience where it's more impressionistic and less plot-driven. And I found that it was more poetic maybe than, than a, uh, a fully narrative-based plot might be. And I found that actually more effective. Yeah, there's a lot of, of uh, there's a lot of controversy uh, connected to the Bruce Lee scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that scene that's quite quite a statement right there, huh? Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I didn't have an issue with it. I see. Okay, very good, very good. <laughs> I guess Tarantino wanted yeah. to challenge a bit uh, <laughs> images, and, and and that was really interesting to see how how he really wanted to push and and, and go there. So everybody, check it out. Go check it out because really that scene is quite a statement yeah. right there. Um, Christine, yep. I want to ask you about your passion about film. Are you originally from China yourself? I'm originally from China, yes. Uh-huh. And so how did that happen, coming all the way from China and coming here to Vancouver? Well, I had a dream in film since I was very little, but because I was growing up in the Chinese culture background, and then um, my parents against me to study film, and I had I kind of had a hard time following or pursuing my dream, so I studied my university in New Zealand, like um, social media, public relations in New Zealand. So I started learning film after university. So um, I have to, I have to um, follow my dream, but I have I also have to obey my par- my parents. So I gave them like the. The bachelor degree see I'm done and now I'm following my dream 
And um, yeah, lately there are like two films, one's upon Hollywood and The Farewell I want to watch, but I don't have time right now. But the one more film besides Once Upon Hollywood, I want to watch The Farewell because it's the background is between Chinese and then it's uh, it's uh, American Chinese, yeah. So kind of same as, same as my background, and then the conflict, the culture, and then I think movie making the film is all about is all about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I've heard really good things about that film too I haven't managed to watch it myself but mm-hmm. definitely uh, a film to watch and go check it out and there is so much actually happening so many films uh, coming out and now yeah. the question is how do we get to get in more indie films out there you know it's uh, I see some indie films coming out a little bit more and uh, we've had a screening of The Last Black Man in San Francisco not too long ago mm-hmm. and it's so good to see how films like that can actually get a chance to be screened at the, in the bigger theaters you know and, and reach the wider audience but is that necessarily the best way? What do you think, Paul? Well, ultimately, I think every film is great to have a screening on a big screen and a theatrical premiere red carpet event. But that's less and less possible with Canadian films as the theaters get consolidated and single screen theaters disappear and uh, the big uh, multiplexes take over and don't allow as many Canadian features in. Back when I was producing dramatic features, they all had theatrical runs for at least a week in Vancouver, but more and more that's difficult for filmmakers to get their films into the theaters. So, uh, but there's still opportunities for special events. You can have a one-night screening. Uh, there's some organizations in town that do things like that, like the First Weekend Club, which I used to work for for five years, where we did show uh, features um, uh, every month, um, as well as supporting films that came out in the theaters, but that's less and less common now. But uh, but uh, people can always organize their own screening. They can always rent a theater and then have a screening of their film if they want to have it played in the big screen if the theaters aren't going to take them on. So that's, that's still a possibility. Um, Do you think that's a viable possibility for filmmakers? Yeah, I mean, if they pool the resources and people pitch in, it's not overly expensive to rent a theater. Um, so I, I definitely recommend it. Maybe if it's just for the cast crew screening to have, it, have an event around it on a big screen. Mm-hmm. I'm always in favor of that. Uh, but some distributors still put their films out into theaters. I had uh, a feature film, Lawrence and Hallman, that came out a few years ago, and it played at a couple of theaters in town, so you don't have to have just at one theater. You can maybe play it at several, like we had it screened at the Real Theater as well as the Van City Theater. Mm-hmm. So that's another option is played around town at different screens. And do you suggest to screen them at the uh, at the same time in different theaters? Would the theaters No, not at the same time. Stagger it. So we played like a couple days at the Rio and then a couple days at Van City. Mm-hmm. Um, and people in different parts of Vancouver don't have to travel as far that if it's more in their region. So um, I recommend that for, for people to uh, Mm-hmm. Making, sure it's, making sure it's uh, available and, and yeah. it can be reached. But do you think that's the? What do you think is the best way for a filmmaker actually to make uh, that return on investment through their films? Well, for Canadian films, it's almost impossible to make a return on in <laughs> investment unless uh, unless you have a distributor that's really willing to actively get involved. But I mean, online ultimately all the films end up. But that's not even true. Some of my older features aren't even online because it does cost money to encode them in a certain way so that they're on uh, they're allowed to be on certain platforms they have to be encoded in a certain way and not every distributor wants to put up that money uh, so they don't always get online eventually either 
Um, so for me, the best platform still is actually TV because that pays the highest broadcast license and has the biggest audience. So um, pretty much all the feature films I've done have played on television as well, including this one that's coming up August 23rd on the documentary channel, Cool Daddy. So uh, theatrical, TV, and Internet are still... DVD, obviously, less so. <laughs> all my films have been out on DVD in the past, but that's not as common now. So now it's, yeah, it's primarily... You want to start... Well, actually, you want to start with a film festival. That's the ultimate goal, is to get at a well-respected, well-known film festival, win awards, and then go on from there. So that's sort of the first goal of your film, is to uh, get recognition at film festivals. I see. That's uh, that's an interesting thought I'd like to explore, because uh, there seems to be a lot changing with distribution. And uh, mm -hmm. I feel like right now, because every place can be a theater, every place can have a screen with a projector, you can just have your theater in your community watch the film. Uh, there are so many more options for filmmakers mm -hmm. out there through screening kits, uh, a variety of events, and providing organizations, educational institutions, libraries, with basically the mix of the juice, so that then the organizations can pour the water in and create the drink, right? And I feel like that's the, that's the secret, that's the future for us as independent filmmakers mm -hmm. to actually make a living and also mm -hmm. keep uh, creative freedom, mm -hmm. you know? Because uh, one thing is to go and catch a load of money and having to follow a specific path, but when we can keep the creative freedom, that's when we truly are free and, and I mm -hmm. feel like we, get, we achieve that place of, 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 that we've always been dreaming about, you know? As storytellers, and I see Christine really going like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm going. Have you ever thought about uh, uh, a feature film or a dream project on your side that you want to bring to life? Yes, I do. I always want to have a make at least one feature film in my life. I wrote one script when I was at a film school um, regarding on a Chinese band, like uh, who were the Canadian Chinese band and then had the same issue, the conflict with the with the culture, the background, and then uh, they fight for the they fight for life, fight for the family, and then they don't want to give up. And this is uh, based on a real story. And now some of my friends became well-known musicians and then really want to have this, um, this feature done to bring people up to encourage them just following the dream just like what i'm doing the film festival and also yeah and also um for the indie films i realized that there are over 10,000 chinese films are making in mainland china every year but not only south of south of southern of them are going to be screened on in the theater yeah, so I'm here to providing them a um, platform, a opportunity to ask people to know about the, their films, to know about them. Yeah. So we do have here a platform, and that's the Vancouver Chinese Film mm -hmm. Festival. And how many years has been has it been running for? Seven years. Seven years, amazing. You guys want to count with me till seven? That's a long way. I'm gonna tell you mm -hmm. that. You know, seven years is a long way. And congratulations on that. And talking about the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival, we have a tickets giveaway. Mm -hmm. So we have a second tickets giveaway. We had one earlier about the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival. And now, two tickets are gonna be given away for the show happening on Monday the 12th at 420 Omer Street, which is a location of VFS at 5 p.m. And if you're interested in getting those two tickets, 
Again, send me an email at listen to roomtone at gmail.com or send a message through the Facebook page of Roomtone, the radio show, and just uh, just ask for those tickets. Get them right away. The first ones to ask for those tickets, that's who's going to get them. So uh, keep your eyes open, eyes on the prize, ears on the cheers. Thank you for providing this uh, tickets giveaway. We're going to put some more on social media as well and just get people the chance to explore a little bit more what the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival means for Vancouver and what the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival is for Vancouver. So uh, definitely thank you for that. Now, <clears throat> we are approaching an interesting uh, section of the episode because it's time for the one-minute pitch. Who's going to go for the one-minute pitch? Paul? I see well, you right there. We're both going to go for it, but he's going to go happen? first. That's the question. I can see Paul making it happen first. Let's do it. So I'm going I'm gonna, to, at this point, uh, I'll just hit the clock and you have one minute to pitch anything you want. Are you ready? Uh, yes. I guess Paul is ready, so we're going to hit that clock in three, two, one. Let's go. Uh, well, you say to pitch one thing, but maybe I'll pitch a few things. <laughs> so uh, first, I'll start with the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival. It's an amazing event where you can meet filmmakers from China. They might otherwise get a chance to meet, and local filmmakers as well. Lots of variety of things to do. There's panels. There's of course, film screenings, there's a boat cruise, uh, there's the closing night, which is an amazing, uh, entertaining show, as well as an awards show. There's amazing entertainment at that. So I really want people to check out this Vancouver uh, Chinese Film Festival starting uh, this weekend until 16th. Um, also, part of that is the, uh, the Vancouver International Youth Film Festival, another chance to meet filmmakers from China and see some great short films. Uh, and then part of this uh, as well next week is the Celluloid Social Club, another chance to watch great short films. Uh, and then we'll have a special guest there as well at the Chinese Festival, Sheldon Larry up from L.A. Um, and uh, and then a quick pitch for a documentary that I produced, Cool Daddy, on August 23rd on the Documentary Channel. Wow, that was uh, speeding <laughs> up so quick right there, making it up. <laughs> Paul has a lot to say, and uh, definitely this episode is loaded. There is so much uh, that we've been talking about and we're still going to be talking about, but thank you for splashing it all into mm. one minute right there. <laughs> that was quite an achievement. <laughs> Christine, you want to make it happen? You want to get that one minute pitch through? Okay, I'll Let's try. make it happen. Let's make it happen. I say yes, and I'm going to hit that clock. Three, two, one, let's go. Okay, uh, Paul already said what I'm going to say, so make it short. <laughs> I'm going to say some of my personal project. We're going to shoot a documentary video or a TV show in my hometown, Chongqing. Um, we're recruiting for Canadian filmmakers going to China, especially for those who have never been to China. I want to give them like a full experience to the Chinese culture, Chinese um, food and Chinese history, the 5,000 years history. And then we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, and it is. I love it. That's uh, that's a 30 seconds pitch, and uh, I love the the idea, of course, behind looking China, uh, because there seems to be an incredible opportunity for filmmakers to just uh, travel and and have their take be shared also at the local festival, mm -hmm. uh, traveling all the way to China. Incredible, incredible idea. I love it. And we're reaching the end of the episode. Holy oh, moly, we're reaching fast. the end of the episode. It went fast. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, part of the game over here. Uh, but uh, we're going to have to go to the Proust questionnaire. Are you guys ready? Sure. We're going to pick five questions out of the Proust questionnaire. There are 35 questions that Proust wrote down, believing that he could dig and extract someone's true identity through these questions. Okay. So we're going to pick five. We're just going to go through it. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? Ready. Mm -hmm. Ready to go. Okay, first things first. What is your current state of mind? Seeking tranquility in in uh, in a hectic schedule. 
<laughs> That's quite precise there. I love it there, Christine. Christine, what oh. do we have there? Christine is going to go for a pass for that question. <laughs> okay. Christine is going to go for a pass for that question. It's a pass, and we're going to go to the second question of the Proust questionnaire. Which talent would you most like to have? Um, I'd like to be a great writer. Oh, okay, okay. And what does it say that you're not? Do you write? Well, I do write, but of course, you always feel like you could be better at anything you're doing. So I see. And what do you write? This is interesting. I'm interested in that. Uh, I've been writing a story for the last couple of years, uh, first in book form and then maybe adapted later into other mm. formats, TV series or film, but I'm starting the story as a as a book to start with. I see. Is that a top secret confidential story? Or yes, can it we is. Get to, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Then that's it. We're going to moonwalk Not away until from I finish that it. Maybe in a couple of years you can interview okay. me again once I finish it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll pin that thought. Yeah. Christine. Well, I'm about to be learn more language. Oh, I love that. Give me a high five for that. Which languages? Uh, There's Italian. Korean. <laughs> Korean. No, I don't speak Italian. Korean, Cantonese, Mandarin, Chinese. But I hope I could learn more. Nice. That's uh, that's definitely a, a, a great point right there. You know, languages and, and everything is a language, you know. Mm -hmm. Not only spoken language, but even language of communication. You know, chess is a language. Music is a language. Film is a language. So much is a language. Is. Mm -hmm. Learning all those languages is definitely the challenge of life. And mm -hmm. that leads us to the third question of the Proust questionnaire. Ooh, take it with a bit of humor over here. How would you like to die? Opa, what do we have over here? <laughs> While sleeping. Okay, okay. Thinking it seriously there. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. Paul, give me something. Fully awake. I love it. Mm, <laughs> high five. Look at that contrast right there. I love it. And this is leading us to the fourth question of the Proust questionnaire. On what occasion do you lie? What occasion? Do you lie? Truth lie? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> good, good fall, good fall, good fall right there. Christine, you want to shoot something through the mic? Well... To be honest, to be honest, I normally don't lie, but if I do lie, yeah, a truth lie. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, something that's a truth lie. Yeah, that's that's a good question right there. Thank you, Paul. I'm curious about that. Um, but definitely, I would say maybe it's it's meta truth, right? It's half truth. You know, when when you don't finish the whole cake, you just leave it halfway through. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, ah, look at Christine. Look at Christine looking at me like mm -hmm. it's all relative. There's no. Well, because I have babies, and I'm from when I go back, go to work, and the baby is crying, and the mommy will be back. Mommy will be back soon. So. Sometimes I I don't say it's lying, but I'm still lying to, to them. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's uh, it's interesting to see how uh, the concept of lie has been also welcomed, you know, like or, or accepted somehow in the co in the community through certain um, mm -hmm. uh, subjects or topics, you know. And yeah. uh, we got to really keep an eye on that as a community and as society, because uh, many of the great philosophers back then taught us how important integrity is you know mm -hmm. uh, but uh, who am I to speak man come on I'm an Italian with a sharp nose come <laughs> on man mm -mm -mm. all right last question of the Proust questionnaire what is your idea of perfect happiness oh wow the silence La in the booth. lack of desire because it's all been fulfilled mm. so all you your wishes have come true so you don't need to do you think that's possible no <laughs> ah, love it. There you go. Give me that paradox, Paul. Thank you, please. All right. In theory, but in practice, no. <laughs> Interesting. Christine? Well, keep working hard mm. and then um, use my platform to make more people satisfied and then success.
we have a really kind soul over here, working hard, g giving people the chance to get out there, and uh, as we said earlier, uh, flowers to bloom. That's uh, mm -hmm. that's a very kind purpose you have there, you know. And that goes back also to what we were talking about earlier, because many times we confuse and see we confuse happiness with joy, but we confuse happiness and we place it at the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it's actually the chase and the and the, the struggle to reach the top of the mountain that yeah. that's where happiness is, you know. And uh, and it's the importance of having that dream, as you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. Christine. So. What was the most uh, the most uh, satisfactory experience for you? The moment where you said, "Yes, I can do it. I can achieve my dreams." Is there a specific moment in your life where that came? Well, one of the director from the Fifth Vancouver Chinese Film Festival, who was uh, who was not a well well known filmmaker, and uh, due to the China Chinese uh, film industry, and then he's a low budget film, and then nobody wanted wanted him to be in the theater. And then even he cannot participate the the, the the Chinese the film into the Chinese film festival because there is a criteria and there there is an entry. So, um, but the uh, next to me to daddy, you know the film, next to me to daddy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that was actually a very very good film. And then uh, we brought we bring we brought this film to Canada, and then uh, it was the opening scene of the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival that year. And uh, David Abbey. Mm -hmm. was uh, attending the film festival and he cried and during the film festival he gave a, a great comment and then um, make our filmmaker like very uh, touched and uh, uh, satisfied and then uh, feel himself like, confident yeah confident you see, from any screening, anything can happen. Anything at all can happen. And that's also the beauty of places like uh, Vancouver, you know. Mm -hmm. Every day something is happening, especially when there are people like you working hard to make all of these events <laughs> take place, yeah. which is uh, incredible. And, and uh, uh, going back at it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at how Vancouver is really offering so much to artists and especially filmmakers mm -hmm. nowadays, you know. Do you see this happening in the next 10 years as well? Well, I mean, I, I hope so. There's got to be a new crop of people that rise up after we're gone to continue the continue the uh, pass the torch of creating all these events. Um, I find more and more there's so many creative people that want to do the projects, but I just hope there's still people that are going to want to uh, help out those people. Yeah, that goes uh, back to support, huh? Yeah. Mm hmm. So for you, uh, Paul, as a as a legend and veteran in this uh, industry here in Vancouver, only because I'm old. <laughs> you've seen <laughs> so much. Power. <laughs> you've seen so much over here coming yeah. across. Um, what twenty-five do you think? years. Yeah. Twenty-five. Yeah. Wow. Do you want to come with me till twenty-five? That's a long way. Mm, <laughs> for sure. But uh, let me ask you: it, between all these twenty-five years, what mm. do you consider your greatest achievement? Uh, I think just basically having filmmakers the opportunity to make their films through whether it's through crazy eights or through uh well to make their films or to screen them so to crazy eights to make them through the cellular social club to screen them through the hotshot shorts contest which i started again to make them um and then through the festivals i'm involved with including the vancouver chinese film festival i'm also on the board of the vancouver short film festival so i think it, yeah I, I guess my achievement is basically uh, encouraging people to make their films and then giving them a place to screen them.
Mm-hmm. And that's the that's supporting definitely in the most complex mm-hmm. process of the whole filmmaking journey, you know. Uh, and uh, as we've talked about earlier, and, and and you know, we will continue this conversation someday. Mm-hmm. Distribution here in film is mm-hmm. morphing tremendously, and it's mm-hmm. our job to adapt to that. And let's see who's actually going to adapt, you know, and who doesn't. Yeah. Nature's gonna take care of you, so be careful, filmmakers mm-hmm. out there. Don't be too stubborn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Christine, yes, Paul, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Before we wrap up this whole burrito, I want to ask you, what's your advice to struggling independent filmmakers out there right now? I'll start with Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say I'll start with Christine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, it's just getting involved, just showing up. Um, Instead of just thinking about it, just do it. Just uh, go to all these film events and network and get inspired and collaborate with people. Um, So for me, it's just getting out there and doing it not not uh, complaining about it mm-hmm. walking the talk I yeah. love it alright walk the talk Christine well my uh, advice is to keep your mind open go to travel go to see different country different culture and then to make your inside fulfilled and then that you can make great films wonderful I love that all those both pieces of advice and uh, something I definitely want to do and want to make sure that uh, uh, we keep our eyes on you because uh, there is a lot of events, as we said, going to be happening later on next week. And I want to put all the details of that in the description of this podcast on RoomtoneRadioShow.com. Uh, I also want to make sure that uh, uh, we um, allocate those amazing, beautiful, wonderful opportunities and tickets uh, that we've been giving away throughout the episode. I'm just going to give a one more last shout out. Uh, for the tickets happening and being given away for tomorrow's show at the Vancouver Youth International Film Festival. Uh, Everybody take your notebooks out and write it down at 6 p.m. 151 West Cordoba at VFS. If you want that, just send me an email at listentoroomtone at gmail.com or send me a message on the Facebook page of Roomtone, the radio show, and just catch those tickets. Just catch them before they fly away throughout the wind, out of the window, and just make it happen. And second ticket giveaways for Monday the 12th at the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival on 420 Omer Street at VFS. Always send me an email. Listen to roomtone.gmail.com. I think it's time to play the last track of the day. We're wrapping up here, Roomtone, the radio show, talking movies because we love it. I'm Ruggiero, your host. Here we are on 100.5 FM Cop Radio. I'm so happy to have both of you here in the booth and to have had the opportunity to have this chat ranging from distribution to events here in Vancouver and everything in between. Uh, Paul, Christine, any last shout-outs? Well, thank you. This is a great show that you've been doing for a couple of years, so keep going. Oh, it's uh, the show is as good as the guests, you know. And uh, all of you guys out there listening and making this guest alive, this this show alive, it's all about you guys. I I love the community and I love to be part of it. So this is definitely colored by all of you. Christine, any shoutouts? Oh, thank you, just um, everybody. Um, please join us, and it's going to be a lot of fun during the week. Of course. So join uh, join Christine. You'll actually come across Christine and Paul at different events, both at the Vancouver Chinese Film Festival and Vancouver International Youth Film Festival. Holy moly! This is a this is a woo. Saying the saying both of film, those film festivals one in a row, it's a, it's a challenge right there for the tongue. Not bad, not bad, not bad. We're just gonna send it through, and uh, this is an incredible track right here. Uh, very very funky, very very dynamic. Uh, this is Robert Glaspers with "Let It Ride." Everybody enjoy the track, and I'll catch you next week at 11 a.m. here. On Cop Radio. I'm Ruggiero. Ciao, ciao.
Feels like 